Hello, everyone. Welcome to Living Life. Now, God has given us a foundation to objectively self-evaluate our own worth. Uh, I said objectively, and that is something that we're going to look at in today's passage through Paul's word. And on top of that, he allows us uh, for us in order that we could uh, be a benefit for others. If it was a subjective evaluation, then it would not be a benefit for others because we're all different. But I stress the word objective as we're going to look into these passive uh, for the sake of others' benefit. So as we take a look through Paul's word, uh, let's see how we can see our own worth objectively uh, through today's passage. Let's take a look. First Corinthians chapter four, verses one through eight. This then is how you ought to regard us, as servants of Christ and as those entrusted with the mysteries God has revealed. Now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. I care very little if I am judged by you or by any human court. Indeed, I do not even judge myself. My conscience is clear, but that does not make me innocent. It is the Lord who judges me. Therefore, judge nothing before the appointed time. Wait until the Lord comes. He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of the heart. At that time, each will receive their praise from God. Now, brothers and sisters, I have applied these things to myself and Apollos for your benefit, so that you may learn from us the meaning of the saying, Do not go beyond what is written. Then you will not be puffed up in being a follower of one of us over against the other. For who makes you different from anyone else? What do you have that you did not receive? And if you did receive it, why do you boast as though you did not? Already you have all you want. Already you have become rich. You have begun to reign, and that without us. How I wish that you really had begun to reign, so that we also might reign with you. Now, self-evaluation and self-worth, um, considering that, it's something that pertains to understanding your own self-esteem. Uh, but usually the definition goes um, uh, that it's a subjective self-evaluation and you see how you are worth to your own self and the healthier you are you would have a healthy self-esteem and it talks about the beliefs that you have for your own self uh, regarding your own self and also your emotional state so in overall opinion of your own self you would know how you feel about your own abilities and your limitation. I mean, that is self-esteem. But it's, it's, again, I stress objective in the beginning, but this self-esteem is usually subjective. 
But is that something that we can bring into Paul's thought when he talks about his own worth and his own self-evaluation? Because when we look at today's passage, it's very objective. It's based on the truth that he comes to believe. That's why not only it is objective and not subjective, but it could be beneficial to others because, again, it is objective and it is grounded on the truth. So in the first verse and all the way into the middle of today's passage, we see his words trying to stress where he grounds his self-worth. And we see in the first verse, he says, as servants of Christ and as those entrusted with the mysteries God has revealed. And what is that mystery? He explains further in verse 2. Now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. So these two words, mystery of God that has been revealed and the trust is basically the gospel. Uh, the, the death of Christ Jesus and the resurrection, the good news that is grounded on scripture that has been testified uh, through the apostles. Now, that is something that has been entrusted to the apostle, and that is the very task and the mission that also Paul has. And that becomes his self-identity, his self-worth, and his self-mission, and his self-entitlement that is grounded on Jesus' calling. And through that, he evaluates himself as a servant of this ministry. So in verse 3 and 4, you can see that I care very little if I am judged by you or by any human court. Now, is the, are the Corinthians church judging him? Yes, they are grounding his performance on his, I don't know, his efficiency in speaking. It seems like Apollos speak very well and better than Paul. He's good and powerful in writing, but it seems like, based on the context of the book of Corinthians, it looks like Paul speaks uh, less better than uh, Paulus. So they think, grounded on their visual uh, evaluation, uh, they judge Paul's apostic, uh, apostolic, uh, apostle authority. Um, and then, based on that, they start judging him. They're saying he's not better than Paul. Uh, Paul's. That is the issue that we saw in the first part of 1 Corinthians. Now, he says, I care little about all that. Even if I stand before a human court, I care little. Why? Because he ground his self-evaluation on the objective truth, and that is Christ Jesus. And there in verse 4, he says, my conscience is clear. If I were to evaluate myself grounded uh, based on what you're doing to me. If I were to say, if I evaluate myself, I'm consciously clear. But that does not mean that if I stand before the eternal judge, that I can say that I am innocent because I refrain from doing that because I only have one judge who can only judge me righteously. He says, it is the Lord who judges me. So that is his ground of how he looks himself and how he evaluates himself. And based on that, he iterates the following verses. Therefore, judge nothing before the appointed time. Wait until the Lord comes because everything is centered upon Lord Jesus Christ. And he goes on in verse 6 and 7 and 8. Now, brothers and sisters, I apply these things to myself and Apollos for your benefit. 
I said in the beginning, if it's grounded on truth and objective, it applies to everybody. It's not just for Paul and Apollos, but it's for everyone because it's grounded on the truth, who is Christ Jesus, who is our Lord and our Master, who, pled, who we pledge allegiance to. And He's the one who loves and gives compassion and mercy to all those who come to Jesus' Lordship. And based on that, we can say we do not go beyond what is written, just as Paul said because we ground ourselves on the truth that does not change. And that is the very reason why we can say we objectively see ourselves as servants of Christ and His ministry. So there, we do not puff up ourselves by saying, yes, we are a person of Paul, we are a person of Paulus, we are a person of Peter. And we saw in the beginning of Corinthians, we are a person of Christ. We do not say, we divide our allegiance to one another and say we're better than one another. We have no comparison. Rather, we unite in the objective truth that grounds everybody before Christ as servants and the servants of the ministry of the gospel. So in the end, Paul's self-esteem, his objective self-esteem, and his pride and his boasting comes from his allegiance, total allegiance to his Lord and Master Christ Jesus. And in verse 7 and 8, he says, in a sarcastic manner, criticizing the Corinthians church, saying, For who makes you different from anyone else? Is it your allegiance to your um, influencer? Is it Apollos? Is it Peter that makes you different? No, it is one Lord who makes you entirely different from anything that could influence you. It's Lord Jesus. And he goes on to conclude that I wish that you could see for yourself and humble yourself. You think you're rich and reigning already, but not yet. We wait until the Lord comes so that we can reign together with Jesus. We can become rich together with Jesus. And he iterates that in the following verses. So in conclusion, I mean, how do you evaluate yourself? Do you subjectively evaluate yourself and base your self-esteem and think it's healthy or rather do you value yourself on the ultimate and the objective truth, who is Christ Jesus? Let us pray. Father Lord, I ask you to be our Lord, for we believe in you as our Lord Jesus, who saved us from our uh, wickedness and our sinfulness. And in that, we thank you for you rule over and reign over our hearts and our mind. And we bring ourselves to you as servants of your ministry. So, Lord God, as we pray to you, let this be true in our life in every way. I pray this in our Lord Jesus' name. Amen. Oh uh -huh.